Hey, everybody. On our podcast, we talk a lot about hanging out in Hollywood while on our way to being the next big thing. I'm William Leon, and acting is my full-time job. And I'm Mark Marcillo, a director, actor, choreographer, and writer. And this is Made, Made in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Today, we're going to talk about how to relax in Hollywood, our first Hollywood jobs, and a favorite talk show host. Okay. Uh, hey there, Mark. Hey there, William. So, um... Good, good to be here with you. We just got some lunch. That was a nice lunch. It was a nice lunch. We went I got, to the counter. We went to the counter, um, which actually, um, fun little story. First time I ever saw the counter, I thought it was a bank. So I, I it's oh. got like the logo. It has a bank vibe to me. Huh. Maybe it's just me. It is just you. Okay. Maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I've told other people and they've told me it's just me. So, but anyway, I drove by it a bunch of times. It was also in Burbank. It's right across from the Wells Fargo. So I always thought, oh, banks stick together or something. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so like I would, I drove by there a million times and I never realized, I never got food there. Cause I was like, I don't want to bank with them, but I do want to dine with them. And I, now I've eaten there and it's quite good. It had a good, good veggie burger. Yeah, it was a, uh, I had a regular burger. It was very good. And our, uh, one of our waiters had like, four hickeys yeah he had like four hickeys definitely like had a crazy night last night (laughs) he had a good night last night yeah like clearly like right on the side of his neck he was not trying to hide those he was not trying to hide those at all he seemed like a cool guy he actually seemed like a really nice guy like really nice cool guy um and yeah no no shame yeah and why why you know why why not (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah so today Day, Today, uh, we were going to talk about relaxing. How to like, this Hollywood is a stressful place. It is, yeah. Hollywood is, I talked to so many people that are just so freaking stressed out yeah. um, living here. Because, I mean, you got to think, most people have been here for a long time. And all for the most part, all you hear is no. I feel like most of the time... As an actor, especially mm-hmm. and director and yeah. writer, <laughs> yeah, any artist in Hollywood, you're hearing no all the time, all the time, and it builds up. It really, really does. So I feel like, I mean, me as an actor, I've found, I've found ways to deal with it, just like in a in a mental space for myself, just in my own head. I've like found ways to deal with it, but there are actually there's other things that I do to, you know, relax and relax my mind and body um like I, I feel like a lot of people have their ways mm-hmm. and then a lot of people should have their ways should oh my gosh i've met some real uptight people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes really uptight i mean i you know you hear the stories well i've lived some of those stories and those people who are you know, screaming at their assistants, throwing things at them, you know, calling them horrible names. Uh, I experienced that a bit at, when I was at Fox. And I got to tell you, uh, this one executive, actually, uh, he was uh, kind of a really big deal over there, had just kind of been 
fired from his big deal as an executive in the TV group uh-huh. and was uh, transitioning into his own production company because that's what a lot of studios do when they, quote, fire you. Right. Uh, as a big wig like that, they in your contract, it says that they will give you some sort of a deal. So it's like an overall deal at a studio means that you can then go develop shows or movies or what have you, depending on what, what kind of deal you've set up. So this guy... I was working for him for like three months, and he was everything short of throwing that cup. He screamed and hollered at me, and I just it was that it was browbeating that you just don't want to live with. That I, sucks. It's not worth it. Yeah. And finally, got to the point at three months into it, I was like, you know, this is. I mean, I'm not getting paid enough for this, and I'd already worked for a lot of people. I would kind of been thrown back into this um, temporary floater situation because uh, my contract with Baz had finished, mm-hmm. Baz Lerman, and then uh, and then I was just sort of floating around the studio. And I ended up with this guy, and because he was a high-profile guy and I had worked with a lot of high-profile people by then, like they thought, oh, good fit. And after three months, I called up HR and I was like, you got to pull me off of this. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. And I was like, what? (laughs) I would have done that right away. Yeah. But, um, yeah, little known fact, uh, you can actually ask to be, you know, for anybody in Hollywood who has a screamer boss, who's like, who's hating life and going home crying every night or whatever, and you're sick inside and like ulcers and all of that stuff and panic attacks, which I went through that. Um, you know, uh, little known fact that you can request to be moved to another desk it happens all the time especially in agencies and things like that and um and i was just listening to a podcast another podcast uh, about this they were talking about this same subject and i was like wow uh i didn't know you know it was nice to like hear other people talk about it but i didn't know that mm-hmm. as an assistant you don't know that they nobody tells you you can ask to be replaced right you know or to move move over so anyway some of these people should have ways to relax, but uh, how are you finding? Well, for me personally, I, well, okay. So recently um, I, I, I've been like looking for ways to, to relax, especially because I do like a lot of rock climbing and stuff. So I decided that I was going to get a massage. Um, nice. That was, that was the plan. Highly recommend. Do you? Yeah. You love massage? massages? I do. I do love massages. I was okay with it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, 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 back it up. Okay, so okay, first of all, uh, so how was the masseuse or masseur? Okay, so I thought I don't know, I didn't have anything to compare it to. I thought I think they were good. Maybe I just don't like massages. I don't know. First of all, I went in. Do you take all your clothes off when you go to a massage? Absolutely. Okay, so I did. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I just didn't know. I just I I I just in I was like, oh, I'll be able to like keep on. I don't know my underwear, which I guess you can. You can. I just he was like he was like it's best to take all your clothes off. So I was like went in Rome. I mean it. it <laughs> <laughs> went in Rome. Dude. Went in Rome. So I took oh. off all my clothes. But it, he's right. It is, and it is best. I don't yeah. know. I was just like. <sighs> I don't know. I, I I felt weird, and the whole time I was just thinking about the movie Cars. Cars. Yeah, 
I was thinking. I was just thinking about so movie cars. <laughs> <is> so relaxing. <laughs> it wasn't. There was this crazy. There was this music on that was really relaxing, and all I could think of was the movie Cars and Owen Wilson, and and um and then I started thinking about Planes, which was the movie that they did after they made like Cars Three, um and I don't know why, but it wasn't relaxing. So okay, question. but anyway, this, this is not point. how I relax. <laughs> but I wanted to tell the story. <laughs> so wait a minute. Another question. So yes, you took off your clothes, but uh, did you have? Did he have a towel over you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was covered. It, it was all good. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready for what I was getting myself into. Like, so, I mean, first of all, I'm kind of surprised. Well, I guess not. I mean, yeah, you're pretty young, so like, I guess maybe this would be your first massage. This is my first massage. That seems about right. And Christina, my sister, is always talking about how much like she's loving. She like loves massages. She's like, I gotta get them all the time. So I was like expecting to just be head over heels for the massage. Yeah. And maybe if it like felt better, I would have been like. Okay, this is well. Worth so it. that's another thing is if it just feel like so. I feel like he needed to go like deeper or like like my god, it just didn't feel like he was doing that much. Yeah, because if it's just a relaxation massage, sometimes they just kind of rub you. Yeah, and they don't really get in there. Which yeah, I'm I'm a dancer. I want them to get in there and like dig at me and like really make me feel like I am working something out. Uh huh. I love that. Right. I love it. Feels like progress to me. It feels so invigorating. See, and, and I was like, ex- I was expecting to like be dehydrated afterwards. Like I was expecting it to like yeah. really feel like workout. Well, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like that. Um, so maybe if maybe I need to go back again. Um, but I don't know. Like as a first experience, I wasn't I wasn't loving it. But it, it, it always depends on on the the person who's massaging you. Yeah. So maybe I just didn't love the guy. Yeah. Maybe. Um. You might all, you might also feel more comfortable with a woman. Yeah, I know. That's I I had only realized that because Christina always requests a female. Mm-hmm. So I um I was like, oh, like I don't really know. Like I didn't really have a preference beforehand. Um, well, yeah, like I I think it can go either way. I prefer a, a male CMT usually mm-hmm. uh, because I want them to get really deep and. But strong he in so there, Christina like, said that she had a girl that like she said got really deep and. It was really good. The guy I had, I didn't feel like got very deep. Yeah. It's sometimes like, you got to ask them, but like sometimes they just don't. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's not how you. That's not how I relax. But I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to tell you this story because I just got this massage for the first time. But how I actually um, relax typically is um, I draw. I do a lot of drawing. Um, yeah, you do actually. I sketch um, and I like to do like cool designs and like I just did this cool poster that's like sort of i did it sort of for easter but it's like an egg and it's real wacky and crazy and i printed it out and i'm putting it on the wall on a i'm putting it on a lazy susan because it's meant to be looked at upside down and right side up mm-hmm. so i'm putting it on a lazy susan on my wall so it can spin around and you can look at it whichever way that's cool um well i do love that t-shirt that you made uh you made this a little while ago actually yeah but like it's really cool it's very uh um, like Picasso-ish, Picasso ish, uh, Picasso. with a little Picasso <laughs> with a little bit of the '80s. You know what I say? You know, it's a cool. It's like on a what is it? Pink T-shirt. Yeah, it's pink. And then, but it has teal or something. Yeah, and like it's squares and Picasso-y. Yeah. and like it's really cool. It looks like a band T-shirt in a way, or an '80s T-shirt, or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. It's, so I make like um all sorts of different designs that I like to like put on um clothes and stuff. But that really relaxes me. I especially. I do it on set because um, it takes my mind off of 
um everything like just like off like thinking about like the scene that i'm about to go do because i'll like work on it a lot beforehand and i don't really need to be thinking about it all the way up until the point where i shoot it's better if i keep my mind off of it actually right um for me at least um get make sure that once you go back to set you're a little bit more fresh yeah so that's um so that's what i do sort of to, to relax um generally um but it also um i just recently i started working on uh, merchandise uh, with my drawings. Well, yeah, uh, you're working on our merch. Our merch, and you're and you actually created our uh, logo. I did for I, our podcast. I created the logo for the podcast. So yeah, when you look at it on Spotify or Apple or wherever you go to listen to the podcast, and you see the Made in Hollywood logo with our two faces, that's us. That's that's, that's us, and I made that. Um, but now I'm working on uh, some merch. So if anybody. Um, likes us enough. <laughs> All made... six of you. Hey, I think we have six now. I think we have six. Okay. <laughs> so eventually, you'll probably you'll be able to uh, buy our like a hoodie, um, and we'll see what else. And a cap and a t-shirt. A cap, and... a t-shirt. We'll see. We'll know? see. We'll see. Yeah, it's actually really exciting. The, the merch is looking really cool. So I'm it's excited cool. for that. It's looking cool. I'm um, looking forward to my hoodie. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a hoodie also relaxes me just having a big hoodie on. But how do you? relax in hollywood well (laughs) (laughs) well um i love massages i actually really love massages but they're they can be kind of pricey so i don't always they can be yeah i don't always go that route Mm -hmm. uh but i do daily meditate and uh that has kind of changed my life a little bit how long have you been meditating since uh well i started quite a while ago i think about 10 years ago I started um, a friend had given me um, a a CD set of like uh, Deepak Chopra Mm -hmm. and like some like kind of like beginner meditations basically they were like five minute meditations and he would talk you know and like you know basically relax you and like kind of talk you about like little lessons and stuff Mm -hmm. which that kind of got me started and uh, and then in 2018 I went and uh, I really wanted to to uh, um, get a little bit more more training or like do do it more right. I was kind of just winging it. So David Lynch, here comes David Lynch. Here again. he is again. Here he comes. I think we talk about him every episode. I know, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't think about David Lynch that much in my life. <laughs> he seems to come up in the podcast all the time. <laughs> so he, uh, so he is a transcendental meditation uh-huh. guru, like real big supporter of transcendental meditation. Right. So you call it TM or what have you. And uh, so I was curious about what this is. I mean, a lot of people in Hollywood do TM. And it's uh, so it was, you know, kind of alluring in that way. I went to our uh, Transcendental Meditation Center here in Santa Monica and um, kind of just signed, I signed up and got trained. And so you signed up to get trained, what, five years ago, you said? 2018. Or- when was that? <laughs> four years ago yeah i mean accounting for the pandemic (laughs) that might have been 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's about right Um, yeah so about 10 years ago (laughs) i went to the the tm center and and uh was trained there and i gotta tell you like i was having i was i was uh, i was getting into a place where i was like losing my temper a lot yeah i wasn't able to control it mm-hmm. the way that i had previously been able to right um 
and it was happening more and more at work and and not it was like i was kind of outside of my body a little bit and like seeing what i was doing and and not able to like kind of reach in and be like whoa pull the reins back and interesting yeah so i i was really kind of worried for myself i actually thought i needed to be medicated or something and so instead i went this route and it has helped me like crazy really yeah so tm you you meditate twice a day for 20 minutes and um so you meditate twice a day for 20 minutes yes that's great that's yeah. great i used to do like some meditating but like I was just on my own. I had never gotten any. <clears throat> I do it from time to time. I don't do it daily. But, I mean, this sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, you know, uh, it has sort of changed. I mean, people say this all the time about things, but it sort of has changed my life just in that it has changed my behavior. Right. And um, and it has changed my focus, I noticed as well. Almost immediately, about three months in, I noticed that I was able to read for longer intervals if I was working on a script or like a rewrite of one of my scripts, I would be able to get through the whole script instead of like having to take so many breaks. Um, I was really able to, you know, kind of, you know, get a little bit deeper into my work instead of being so distracted. Right. And it's, I don't know, it's helped me. It sounds really great. Yeah. And I, and I notice when I haven't done it. That's the thing is like if I if I don't have time one morning or something because I have my routine now like I, it's so embedded in my routine but if I if I wake up late or I've got an early appointment or something and I just don't have time for it in the morning when I'm out there in the traffic when I'm at my meeting when I'm at doing whatever I'm doing I notice that my my energy is a little bit maybe a little bit less it's also a little bit more edgy a little mm-hmm. bit more like, ah, I want to ah, yell at somebody in this <laughs> traffic. like, Or I'm just like quick to respond to things instead of like, you know, just breathing through it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think in this town, I think you just, there's so much coming at you. I mean, speaking speak of the traffic, that's always coming. <laughs> I mean, we could, that can That can really get to you. The traffic in LA. That's a whole podcast in itself. That's a whole, yeah, that is a whole podcast. We could just start a second podcast called, <laughs> called Traffic. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood Traffic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is it just the traffic will get you. But, you know, everything and like, and, you know, and your own disappointments in life or whatever, like whatever's not working out in your life. Yeah. Whether it's you know you're not you're not getting the gigs that you want you're not you're not doing all that fun great stuff that your you know your dreams are about and it's, yeah it helps it, it helps does. to just chill it you out to, a little bit yeah yeah have definitely having something I want to look at more more into this uh, into TM though the, the, just you talking about it sounds really interesting to me yeah it's a uh, it's kind of and it's a neat community uh, pretty cool um people that i've met through it really yeah i bet they're pretty relaxed folks yeah some of them are crazy <laughs> well <Wow. laughs> that's why they go to tm <laughs> <laughs> no but uh some of them are really great and they become really good friends of mine too so that's pretty awesome yeah that's really true. awesome yeah um but uh you know i think when you get a job in this town everything there's like a whole 
a swirl of energy and, and emotion that comes with it. You're really excited that you got a job. You're really stressed out that you just got a job yeah. because now there's pressure and expectation on you. Yep. It's like any job anywhere, I'm sure, in, in any town in the world. Like when you get a job, like there's all this, you know, these dual conflicting emotions that are just like yeah. pulling it and out. And as an actor, you kind of I mean, you, you kind of jump from job to job to job. Yeah. So it's kind of that feeling all the all time. All the time. <laughs> oh, you get that feeling just for an, an audition. An audition, Like yeah. you get an audition, you're like, yes, oh my God, I got to learn these lines. Yeah. And I got to memorize these lines for this tape. You know, like it's just. Especially when you have a bunch of them to yeah. do in a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah. And nowadays they give you like less than 24 hours to, to get in a self-tape. Yep. Oh, I mean, those it, self tapes that that can be really stressful, especially when you really want to do a good job. Yeah, and I um, think, and I try to do a good, a good job for everything I do. So. Yeah, and I think that that's probably where so much of that stress comes from is that that expectation or that that like pressure, that self pressure of like I got to do this well. I've this could be I could get this. Yeah, and I want to get this, and uh, I yeah. have to be good. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure to be good, and it, a lot of it comes from us. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I bet the meditation helps a lot with that. What was your first Hollywood job? Um, my first Hollywood. <laughs> so my first Hollywood job was um, I was probably eleven years old, maybe twelve. I worked on a show called Got Home Alive. Got uh, Home Alive. Got Home Alive. It was like a reenactment. Um, show we were reenacting it was a a boy and his dad um end up getting a lot they're like on an atv ride and the dad like the atv like tumbles down like the side of a like a cliff almost or like a more like a hill thing but but he ends up like breaking his leg and he can't like go anywhere the dad does so the boy which is the character i played had to go run off and and, and get help and that was the first job i'd ever done and what's funny is that uh, that job? The director of that was uh, uh, someone we both know uh, named Gabe Torres. Oh yeah, Gabe. You know Gabe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so that was the first time I got to meet Gabe, and what's funny is I met you after I'd met Gabe, and it wasn't there was no I didn't meet him through you. That was a total separate thing. Small world. Such a small um, world. But yeah, that <laughs> that was such a uh, a funny. Um, speaking of auditions, that was a funny um, like audition because I had gone in. And I don't think we did. We didn't really do. So I had gone in for the audition, and there was like a there was like maybe ten boys there, um, in in the in the like waiting room. And I go in, and uh, I I was like the fifth one to go in, and they were asking everyone to stay after you had gone in and did your audition. Usually you just leave mm-hmm. after you do, do an audition, but they said stay in the lobby. So like I went in and did mine. I was like the fifth person to go in, and they said stay outside. Um, and then everyone else went in. All ten people had gone in. They asked everyone to stay. Um, and then they came out and they said, um, they called out people. They said, can this person step forward? Can this person step forward? Can this person step forward? Can, this was very strange. This is, this is like, not normal. This is like chorus line. It was like a reality TV show. Jeez. But it gets even more reality TV show because they say, can this person step forward? They asked like seven people to step forward. And I'm like, and they didn't say me. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, man. And then they go, everyone that was asked to step forward can leave. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's exactly chorus. That's exactly like, how they do it. I yeah. know. I was like, this. that was cruel. That is cruel because like... Because so all those kids I saw in their face, they they got they, excited. Yeah, they thought that they were being picked at least for the next round. Yeah. Which is what happens in the in the chorus line. Yeah. You, they, they, you always think the person being called forward is going to stay. Yeah. And then they... 
<laughs> oh yeah nice very nice um so yeah and then it was like three of us left after that and i went in for like the callback which was the same day as the audition it was just they, they it's not typical to do that but that's what we did um and then i got the job and i got to work with gabe and it was a really fun time that's funny so i actually also worked uh for gabe on um a reality reenactment show uh-huh. called courage for the uh, fox family channel uh-huh. And um, I was right out. I had just graduated film school. And uh, so he hired me to direct a couple of reenactment segments, right. which you could have uh, been in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which you weren't, but it was <laughs> right. funny. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, that's such, that's such a funny like thing. You know, interesting thing about Gabe, he, um, he got a, a feature film right out of film school, um, uh, kind of like this great opportunity. Actually, it yeah. was a movie called December. Uh-huh. Uh, Will Wheaton's in it, and uh, some other really great act- young actors yeah. are in it. It's all about like a boys' prep school kind of story. Um, yeah. So like he, yeah, he got this huge opportunity to do this. Wow. Yes. How, how did he get that right out of film school? You know, that kind of happened back then like you know in the 70s i think hollywood the studio system had like crashed and burned it was gone and you know hollywood was kind of, was kind of reaching around for like what do we do hmm. they're basically you know thinking we don't know anything so we're going to throw it to these young filmmakers and that's how we got you know spielberg and lucas and coppola and uh brian de palma and people like that interesting like, they just pulled those guys out of so film school. I, so I, I have a question because they, when you go, I think it's when you go on the Universal Studios tour, at least I've heard it a few times that they said Steven Spielberg, like he like broke in to, to the lot and like just like started working. And set up, is, set is up his set own up his, um, office. Did he do that? Is this Apparently true? Apparently that is true. I don't know if that's publicity lore. That's why I'm like, I want to know. Everything's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Because it but, sounds so. I, when I drove by Steven Spielberg Spielberg's house, um, like last week, I was like, "Ah, oh, I maybe I should break in and, <laughs> and say and I want to set, set up an, set up an office." And be like, I'm just learning from the best, man. <laughs> See what he says. I think I would have gotten arrested. As they cuffed me. Oh my gosh! I looked like such a lunatic. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, apparently that that story is true. I'm not sure that it really is, but like yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, Interesting I, stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you wouldn't be able to do that nowadays if that was a thing. You like you would all you would already have to be on the lot. So. <laughs> interesting though you bring this up so when when i was i was still working for baz at fox uh-huh. um but it was like trailing away like it was almost over uh-huh. um and i was basically alone in the fox la office mm-hmm. so lo and behold uh a buddy of mine mike heard and i got chosen to do uh, a short film basically for fox searchlight but it, it was a director's program called fox search lab uh-huh. So I turned that Basmark office into my production office. Oh, and, wow. Like, I auditioned people there. We like set up an, an entire production office in there. And we shot on the lot. Um, oh, wow. It. I mean, it was a great experience. But like basically just set it up. That's awesome. And everybody, all the guards, everybody, like, everybody just kind of knew that 
we were making stuff and they didn't even blink because I had the guys of Baz Lerman's How does it company, work so. shooting on the lot? So did you like have to be like, oh, I want to reserve this part of the lot? Yeah, so okay. we had to reserve it through uh, operations and the whole thing. It was actually quite um, intense, like there was a lot of red tape. Interesting. But, but it was amazing. It looks amazing to shoot on the lot. And I bet. I mean, so that just great. sounds so cool. Yeah, it was a great experience. That sounds like a great experience. I loved shooting that movie. That was really fun. Um, but, um, since you asked me about my, uh, first Hollywood job, what, what was your like first Hollywood job? And was it like, was it acting or directing or like what? I was actually, uh, so I was, it was my first year of college. Uh Um, my, like my first winter at college and a really good family friend of mine called me up and said, Hey, you want to come work on a movie? And I was like, yeah, basically I drove myself up to Tahoe and worked on the movie Showgirls <laughs> for like three weeks or something, uh, which was is now a cult right. hit. You know, it's like one of those strange, strange movies that has become so uh, iconic in its own right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was my first film to do uh, <laughs> anything on. I was just a PA. That's and, sick. Wait, so it was a friend of yours that, or who? who yeah. Was? So, so he knew that you liked that you were into film. Oh and yeah. So I he mean, was like, I'm going to call it Mark. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I That's mean, nice. he just threw me a bone. I mean, he's a great guy and, and he just was like, yeah, why don't you come and like hang out and maybe I can get you a job. And like, and sure enough, he got me a job as a production assistant and I also uh, ended up being a background performer and oh, really? definitely got cut uh, <laughs> from that. <laughs> and uh, fun, and it was fun because uh, one of the choreographers, Marguerite Derricks, oh, the choreographer, uh, she was somebody who I had um, trained with as a kid and uh, as a dancer and amazing choreographer. And she's a huge, huge choreographer to this day. And yeah, that was, and it was cool to hang out with her and Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> which, which so. was of course was a Twin Peaks guy and again right. uh, and David Pe- Lynch yeah <laughs> and again back to David Lynch back to David Lynch <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome wait so what was your first non-Hollywood job then and did it was that besides working at the library and periodicals for at school right. at USC I um <laughs> when I left SC I didn't know what to do with myself I just shot a short film and I was you know, kind of bummed that school was over, and I went and worked at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, Bed Bath and Beyond! <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Jacques also worked. Our our friend Jacques, um, Jacques he, he worked at Bed Bath and Beyond for for a while. I mean, I um my first um like non like Hollywood um non acting uh, gig was probably Postmates. Oh yeah, I think which I think I may have talked about a little bit. Um, before but yeah i did some postmates yeah how um, was that oh man it was <laughs> so i did it by myself for a while right but it gets it's really hard to park you it, like parking like in yep. hollywood or do anywhere around here it's so hard oh and my you god can't, the stress and most people like and it's so like terrible they just like put on their hazard lights and they park in the middle of the street and block everybody i don't do that oh, wow. but there's a lot of people that do do that so i would just kind of get like really screwed trying to get people their food um, I, I do not like it. Um, I don't do it anymore. Um, I, I think if I like, if I, in a pinch, it's something I could go back 
to doing. Um, for a while, I actually did it with my other friend, Jacques. Um, we would do it together. I would drive around. So that way you didn't have to park. You yeah. just sit in the car. Oh, that's and then smart. he would run and grab the food, um, bring it back, and then give the food to the people, and then come back to the car. It works really well with two people. And you actually notice if you um, if you like order Postmates or any of that stuff, you you see a lot of couples doing it together. Oh. Um, I The one time an old couple came to my house, and they – it was a little old couple doing Postmates together. It was kind of sweet. Yeah, and they were really nice. For a while, I had, um, I, I think on my Venmo, it's still up there. Like, my profile picture was me and my Postmates jacket. And then it said something like, rain or snow, um, po- we will come Postmates or something like that. <laughs> 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 it's kind of ridiculous. It was a little Terrible. bit of traffic, and I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> but at 5 o'clock traffic, we're not coming. <laughs> oh, a funny story is uh, one time I was doing Postmates, and I was doing an order at, like, 2 in the morning. And a lot of times, uh, if it's a late night order, it's usually someone that's high or drunk and they are just like, tr- they just got the munchies. So they order. Um, and what happened a lot of times is they will have just like fallen asleep after they do the order. Or they just forget that they ordered at all because they're high. Um, so <laughs> when, when that happens, you just get to keep the food oh, and nice. you get paid. Um, so a lot of times I would uh, do these late night orders and they, no one would ever come to get the food. So I get to keep it. Wow. Um, and then I give it to Jacques because I can't eat any of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I do believe it's time for our movie star meetings. Yes, section. movie star meetings. And now, and who are we? Uh, who is the movie star? Well, it's a uh, a favorite talk show host. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Uh, if you've if you've been in in Hollywood for any amount of time <laughs> and you've driven over Coldwater Canyon <laughs> a lot, you inevitably will see one very famous talk show host driving one car or another or another or another or, or another or another. He's got so many. <laughs> He's got so many, uh, and it is of course Jay Leno. I've seen him a few times. I've seen him just driving around Burbank, too. He's always got these super cool freaking cars. Amazing cars. He always has has awesome cars. In fact, um, I was lucky enough to get to go to his car museum or whatever you call it, his huge warehouse of cars it's oh does he he has a separate like yeah it's like a warehouse of cars yeah it's a i I guess it's an airport hangar of sorts it's not a public thing though no it's not okay so you were uh, you were like really lucky enough to go yeah it was cool it was just him and a a a shooting crew uh uh, that i was part of that i was producing a segment for and i got to interview him oh wow nice guy really nice guy big chin (laughs) really big chin (laughs) And uh, such a nice, nice man. And we got to just like hang out a little bit with him, but like could wander around and like look at all these. Like he's got to have probably a hundred cars in there. Right. And um, it was neat. It was neat. That and, sounds super neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to meet people like that though. Too, yeah. But- especially like, oh my gosh. To see, I mean, I can only imagine that it's like, that all, like all of his cars because i've seen like the few that he drives around and i know he's a big car guy yeah huge um, car guy like he loves them yeah that's awesome yeah and he works on them himself and like yeah he's he, a little handyman right it's more fun you can't do that with cars these days everything's a computer if it's a gift to up please let me know if it's a gift you better just say so speaking of gifts 
Oh, speaking of. I think it's gift time. It is gift time. <laughs> so why don't we exchange them? Like, why is why is mine always so big? Yeah, this one's a little bigger. <laughs> um, do you want to go first or should I? You go first. Okay, I'll go first. What is this with rubber grip handle? There's, what is it? There's a tape. There's a tape over, over the label. What? Is, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it? Skincare. It's so weird. With rubber grip handle, safely remove. Oh no! Whiteheads, blackheads. Oh my gosh! Is, is that it, the weirdest? Oh my gosh! Unclog pores in hard to reach. How does it work? I don't know, but I had to get it for you. <laughs> Where'd you get this? <laughs> Where did you get this? Dude, and that wasn't the only one like that. There were different brands. It's an extractor? Oh, yeah. Pro Pore Extractor. That's what it says? Yeah. Wow. And it's like, basically, I feel like you lasso your whitehead zits and you just like pop them. Holy shit. I don't know, man. I had never seen one like this before. I feel like I'm living in a different okay. universe. For deep, stubborn acne, use the pointed end to puncture the impurity. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have pierced the pimple, center it with the loop on the opposite end of the tool and apply gentle pressure until it is completely, and get this, drained. Ew. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> I was so like, I had never seen anything like this before in my life. So I was like, I got to get this for you. <laughs> okay, well. Not that you have any acne yeah i, I pride myself on having some pretty clear skin you have some really <laughs> clear skin and and like you and you always have like i've yeah. known you since you were 13 i think and yeah i've never... always had like pretty clear skin i've been fortunate enough yeah but um if i if i did <laughs> <laughs> I, if i ever need it here it is the, the pop pro extractor okay you're welcome <laughs> All right, I'm going to open this. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wow. So this is, it says My Fair Lady, uh -huh. Audrey Hepburn, Rex Harrison. It is a huge box, and it looks like a hat, an old hat box. Yeah, so in there, um, oh, it's wow. got, so that's the, the costume, the original costume design is in there. Oh, look at this, and they're VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. And you know how much I love VHS. Yeah. I'm so an analog guy. VHS, and then it's the and the original. Like you gotta open that and look. look we should definitely post about this as well, dude. Yeah, we gotta look put this on our whenever we have. Oh, look at this. Yeah, they've got like the original costume design uh, sketches. Yeah, aren't those really cool? Oh, that's really awesome. You know, talk about artists. You know, yeah. talk about drawing and stuff. Oh wow, look at her face. She's creepy looking. She is creepy. <laughs> She is creepy, but isn't all the art super pretty it's and gorgeous. very awesome? Dude, like, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. These thrift store finds, I'm telling you right I know, now. dude. Dude, like, and I don't actually have My Fair Lady on DVD or anything. Like, Oh, like, do you not? I do not. So now I have the VHS. You have the VHS. There you go. <laughs> have you ever even seen this? I haven't. I haven't. Dude, you should see it. So... Fun thing about My Fair Lady is that, like, you know, everybody loves Audrey Hepburn. And right. She's fantastic in everything that she does. However, like, and everyone knows this that knows the movie, um, you know, it was really sad that they didn't hire Julie Andrews to do it. Mm. She had done it on Broadway. Oh, and was, I didn't know that. Yeah, and was, a, was not a big enough star movie-wise, of course, because she hadn't done anything. Wow. Um, to do My Fair Lady. So they chose Audrey Hepburn, who does not sing her own songs. Who So she's dubbed. 
So everybody kind of has a problem with that. Wow. It's still a really great movie. Uh, however, yeah, so people have problems. So Walt Disney then swept in, and he was like, well, you know what? I'll hire her, and he hired her as Mary Poppins. So Julie Andrews, that's how she got Mary Poppins. No way. Yeah. That's super cool story. Do you have a VHS player? Oh, yeah, you do. Of course right I do. There. You're looking I, at I mean, it. I knew you had one like back home, but I didn't know you had one Dude, right here. Dude, I've got VHS. I've got Betamax. <laughs> I've got DVD recorder. Well, since I haven't seen it, maybe one time I can come over and we can watch it. Oh, yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, William, I guess that leaves us to one last pressing question. Yeah, what is that? Who pays for porn? I don't. Me neither. Hmm. That settles that.